go, everybody. Yet another conversation coming out of Sam Magazine's Cutters Camp this year, 2022. Month of May, Timberline Lodge, Mount Hood, Oregon. So stoked to have been there. Before I dive into the introductions of the people that were with me in the booth for this conversation, I want to give some shout outs. First and foremost, wonderful time to thank the sponsor of this podcast, Prenoth for not only supporting me and everything that I do with the Blade Dive, but for getting me up there to Cutter's Camp. So massive shout out to them. Olivia Rowan for the invitation and then the opportunity uh, to just really take over the Blue Ox Bar and create the booth because it's only ever existed remotely. So massive thank you to Olivia. Big Sky Resort is the sponsor of episode 47 and I've got PJ, their terrain park manager on the line to talk about what they're hiring for. How are you, man? What's up? Doing fantastic, Parker. How about yourself? Doing well. Thanks so much for asking. Yeah, I'm excited I'm talking to you, but I'm getting antsy because I know that winter is right around the corner. Well, hey, um, thanks for taking the time. It was awesome to connect at Cutter's Camp. Just put a name with a face. Um, and I, I will attest, man, like you put off some good vibes. Like it is, it is always a great time hanging around PJ. So shout out to you during Cutter's. That was awesome to meet you up there. Appreciate that, Parker. It was great to meet you as well. No doubt. Well, tell us what you're hiring for up there on the Terrain Park crew at Big Sky Resort. What's up? Well, we are looking for Terrain Park snowcat operators. We're trying to fill in the grave slots. We got two grave operators we're looking for. Ideally, we're hoping to find one experienced operator to help us out with building and grooming and everything else involved. Um, And the other slot, we are open to hiring someone with less experience, a newer operator. So it's a great opportunity for someone who hasn't spent much time behind the sticks or someone who wants to jump in the cap for the first time. Um, great opportunity for someone to come work with us. And the grave shifts will be four 10-hour shifts, 11.30 p.m. to 9.30 a.m. You'll get a complimentary breakfast after your shift and lots of opportunity to shred all day after your work. So great opportunity. So sick. That's awesome to hear, man. I have to ask too, what is it like to work with you, for you, alongside you? What's it like to work with PJ? You know, I generally form great relationships with most everybody that I work with. I think forming solid relationships is the foundation of a solid team. And that's what's going to produce the best product. Um, I really believe in a strong work ethic And I know from experience that hard work pays off. So I'm going to work hard and I'm going to expect you to do the same. Expect the crew to work hard. I'm never going to ask anyone to do something that I wouldn't do myself. The biggest thing I'm going to ask is just that you always do your best. I'm here to support the crew, give you the tools that you need. I'll give you clear direction and feedback. And most importantly, you know, I, I feel that I'm very understanding and If you got an issue, if you need help, I want you to just talk to me. Open communication um, is super important because it leads to an honest relationship. And an honest relationship is what leads to that camaraderie that we've all felt working on park crew. You know, I'm not the type of boss that you need to hide stuff from. We are a team. We're here to kick ass and get the job done. And I'm here to help out however I can. And working park crew is one of the coolest jobs ever. So let's build some parks. Damn, dude. I, I want to come up and work for you, Big Sky. That was, a, that was <laughs> awesome. That was awesome. Um, and I, again, folks, I do want to vouch. Like, it was an awesome time hanging out with PJ, getting to know him up at Cutter's. So, 
yeah, can definitely attest to the fact that he's a listener, um, very empathetic, approachable, just fun dude, um, and no bullshit. So yeah, it's it, it was awesome up there. So wow, I'm motivated. I don't even know if we need to continue this ad anymore. We'll just wrap it at that. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, I do got one more question for you, uh, and I, I think you've kind of touched on it a little bit previously in one of the answers, but um, two things. What skill sets do you think that the successful candidate who you'd like to hire possesses? And then where can that candidate go apply? So I think one of the biggest things to be successful working in a terrain park, you got to have the passion. Um, ideally, you know, riding terrain parks is awesome, but someone who's super detail oriented goes a long way. And as long as you care about your job and want to grow as an operator, that's what we're looking for. Because the crew that we have right now, we all put our heart and soul into this operation and we're trying to bring someone on who's going to going to be a solid member of the team and help us move things forward to apply super easy. Just go on to bigskyresort.com, that top tag, click down, you'll find the employment button, jump on there. You'll see the opportunities for jobs, summer jobs, winter jobs, click on winter jobs. That'll have all the winter jobs listed. Easiest way, just click on that search tab and uh, type in terrain parks. It'll pull right up. Yeah, another thing, and if there's any women out there uh, looking to get into a cat or women who are operators right now, come on to Big Sky. We want to bring you in, all that stuff, take the rake, women in the industry. We want to help support that. So if you know any women out there who are trying to work in the train park, send them our way. We would love to have them come work with us. You heard it from the man himself, Big Sky Resort. PJ, terrain park operators, looking for experience, looking for people that want to develop, but really rad human being. So PJ, thanks so much for taking the time just to catch up today. I appreciate it. Parker, thank you so much. Thanks for doing what you do, bringing this community together and look forward to hopefully seeing you soon. All right. Huge thank you to PJ for taking the time to connect with me on the podcast and to Big Sky Resort for being the sponsor of episode 47. So I'll make sure that there is a link in the show notes to their job employment page. Going to want to check out anything that you're interested in applying for. Just go do it. Uh, And then also you're going to want to look for ads within our Instagram stories with clickable links as well for their job employment page. So check those. Um, And yeah, I'm going to make this as quick as possible. Just the intro, just because it is a montage conversation, a little longer episode this week. Um, But there are a bunch of people on here. We got... Bredo from Brighton. We've got Matt Dunn from Pine Knob. Uh, Nick Boggs is on the mic this week. Holy cow. Um, Finally cornered Ben Finn and got him to talk into a microphone. That was a pretty difficult task, but I made that happen. Uh, We got Charles Beckinsale, Brandon Dodds, Steve Petrie, Lucas Wallet, Chloe Butel, Adam Mahler, all rehashing it out. Um, But we sent it, and it was wonderful, and I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. But it really culminates into what it's like to be there, but also talk about some real things too. So there's a lot of fun in this conversation for sure. Um, However, it's a really good description for those that haven't ever been and want to come next year. So without further ado, grab your favorite drink, kick your feet up, and if you're in the machine anywhere in the world, turn up the volume. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Blade Dive. We are live in the Blue Ox Bar with Matt Dunn to my left and Bredo to the right. Uh, I'm excited about this conversation, but we have someone on the phone 
for Mr. Matt Dunn to kick the show off with a special guest question. It is Carter. Welcome, man. How's it going? It is going well, but we need something from you. We need some dirt on Mr. Matt Dunn. What you got? Hey, you guys have any good podcast dirt on Matt that would be funny? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to put you guys on speaker. Yeah, do it. Oh, man. I run a live call with the right now carter while, while you're doing that and figuring it out uh maybe as the group thinks introduce yourself tell us who you are what you're up to what you're all about maybe how you're plugged into the industry let us know what's up uh my name is carter chapman i am 23 years old i sometimes operate a snowcat as well uh i've known mr dunn here since we were like early in high school so like closing in on like nine ten years at this point um and my question for Matt would be, what was the single most frustrating night you had in the machine in like your first year or two of operating? Single most frustrating night immediately was my first park build night ever. And it was like, I mean, I was thrown in the cat and like I maybe had like two or three days of training and like it wasn't really training. It was kind of just like, here it is, dude, figure it out. And then they were like, you ready for work at night? I'm like, yeah, I guess. So I went out and I'm like, well, am I allowed to change stuff? Like, can I build while I'm out there? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to the park crew come out. So I had all the park crew come out. It was like eight of us. Were, it's like a big, big old, like inaugural, like, all right, first park build, first time I'm in the cat. You know, I think we were in the cat for like 10 minutes and I sucked the tow rope up in the tiller. Like a, no shit. Like a piece of twine in a vacuum, like just maybe like. 20 feet of it wrapped around the no shit. Well, it was off the the all the wheels because the tow rope broke the night before and i like i didn't notice it was all like just snaked out in the run and and uh yeah it it was hilarious and now there's videos of us all the park crew were sitting there just yanking on this tiller it's dripping water on us we're getting soaked and the whole first night bill was like six hours of just yanking a tow rope out of the tiller which is for, forever probably one of my fondest and, and worst memories it was so funny because i was like oh my god like my first night i broke something but it was like they're like no big deal but yeah i don't do that again like, okay i won't <laughs> he- sense. heavy what would you so you just use a knife and you just cut it out like carter did you assist in the process what's happening there it was a minute i was not there that night um but we have definitely been through some uh mechanical problems together over over the years i I don't know. We've probably changed a few hundred hydraulic lines at this point. We're we're pretty fast these oh, days. I would say but a few hundred, but yeah, a lot. <laughs> maybe not a few hundred, but a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very trying day. That was hilarious, though. Yeah, it wasn't. But yeah, other than that, it's been it's like hang out with my friends every night. So it's like yeah. you can't get too stressful because yeah, even when a bad situation happens, it's like oh, well, we're in this. We're all the homies. We're like, well, we better figure this out. So yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of yeah. more fun. It's like. As the adventure, I guess, you know, Tight. doing stuff with your friends is always way cooler than not. Carter, thanks for hanging out on the Blade Dive, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good podcast, guys. I've got a question for the four of you, actually, if I can jump in. Yeah, go. How many of you were expecting or surprised by showing up in the morning and finding out that your camper was a never ever? Never been behind the sticks before. Yeah, 100%. Again, nobody can see you raising your hands. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Out of the I know. yesterday. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just wanted to be like Nick. Uh, I'm not the only one. I just wanted to be like you Nick. do this all the time. It was my first. <clears throat> that is why they put seatbelts in these things. I'm really <laughs> 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 I actually didn't have anyone that bad. I was yeah. super impressed. Like I had the guy basically cutting a road and pushing like a full blade of snow from like one end of the, the training area to the other without like rookie bumps by the end. 
And for me, I was kind of like, wow, I'm super stoked. That was very rewarding. Might have been happier than he was, but he had a great time. I got a buzz. We went and had lunch. Same. I I went up in the morning a.m. slot and didn't didn't even ask. I, I kind of assumed all these guys have had at least a season or two, and we started pushing takeoffs and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're doing well. And he's like, yeah, I've only had like 200 hours in a cat. And I was like – Wow, the thing the thing I think is most crucial about Cutters Camp is when I think about when I started and trying to be around people that knew what they were doing, so I could learn. Um, you know, Australia has lots of good cat operators even back then. They did back to back winters, but there wasn't like you know your park specialists, and they were like more in North America. It's before they all came down to Australia as well. And like I was like I had to travel to get the experience that I got to learn what I know. And at Cutters Camp, like there's these guys here and they're basically here to answer as many questions and help you as much as you can. And that is like, you know, something I wish I'd done earlier. But I had Brandon, so I didn't need to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ben, I'm flipping the script back to you. What is it like to be the equipment manufacturer, providing equipment, supporting the event? It's awesome. There's a... a lot of work that goes into it to get the cats here. Um, the cats come from pretty far away sometimes, and, you know, we start planning this. I think I first touched base with Logan probably five or six weeks ago um, just to work on the schedule and find out what the, you know, the plan was for this this year, uh, especially being that, you know, it's been a two-year hiatus since COVID. Um And then just coordinating with uh, our different regional offices to – see what was available and get the cats headed this way. You know, everything gets serviced beforehand and detailed and make sure everything's in top shape for, for coming out here. So um, there's, there's some legwork and there's a lot of people involved in that, which is great. You know, we've got a great support team and everything. And then uh, boots on the ground. Cause we show up the week before. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's hood in spring and it's busy. The spring pass is raging and, um there's a lot of people here so the weekends are out of the question so bogs are you the right hand man yes only when i'm on the left copy yeah. uh i got to meet hudson this week too which was really yeah. rad uh yeah he's the man yeah, yeah he is shout out to hudson yeah. shout, shout out, out to hudson yeah. yeah so you get some really good support too phenomenal support this is uh this was a dream putting this team together actually since you know we were hoping to pull this off in 2020 Mm. and then COVID happened. So um, this has been a couple years we had to put it on hold, but to make it all happen and have Charles come up from Australia has uh, really been fantastic. He gets the award for longest distance traveled. Is there a trophy for that? Least amount of clothes. (laughs) (laughs) But we're back. He's back. We got Patagonia. Yeah. Sheep sweatpants. A couple of pants. Yeah. Professional. I uh, actually put my underpants in my carry-on and my socks, so it wasn't a rough week. Despite how bad it sounded, I actually have one more T-shirt for you. So, yeah, I got lots of pretty nice ones. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really soft. Really soft. You'll like it. Oh, good. Yeah, you're gonna love it. <laughs> oh, Ben. Uh, you know Nick snores really loud too. By the way. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to make some changes for next year. 
<laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting you know, three dudes, one room, but. Yep. It's Cut. camp. Well, no, I it's camp, you know? Yeah, it's over. yeah. my <laughs> wife said, she goes, I told her, that. she goes, oh, you got your own room. I was like, no, there's two others bending. <laughs> she was like, those poor guys don't even know what they're in for. And I was like, but they're ready to find out here soon. But you, you came in like a couple nights ago and. What, did you have a security guy with the door? I yeah, 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 yeah. I was setting up for the uh, women's panel on Tuesday morning and, and got that accomplished, but I couldn't get my key to work. I didn't. I wasn't able to jiggle the what, handle. What's up with the keys? Let's, can we talk the about handle? the keys here? Uh, no, it's actually, he said the key was too sharp, the teeth were. Turn harder, be a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah. Little dipper, big dipper. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I forgot. We got this, like, the, we got the combo. Yeah, the combo dip- here. The <laughs> <laughs> we need Cooper for the medium dipper. Yeah. Glad that got really <laughs> dissolved and clarified <laughs> no. during the fireside. Yeah. Chat. He's got his dog. He's got a dog. He's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cutest couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we don't want any veggie in our Wolf. sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> What was he eating? Lentil Look, loaf? Lentil loaf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then just they <laughs> just kept handing him avocados and a knife and said, Here's your breakfast. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, I'm laughing because I was wondering where that comment came from as we were having dinner t- this evening. Yeah. Oh my god. He just I didn't loves understand. To talk about his food, right? Like <laughs> I I bumped into him two weeks ago at the Canwest trade show and in Alberta, and every time he ate anything, it was a big production. You know, he had to tell, "Oh, I'm getting a, ve- a vegan meal," and I had to present it to him. You know, and then he had to take a picture of it, and then it was like and the picture with his dog. Beside yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Jeremy. He's the best. Oh, I love him, he's the best. He, yeah, he's a good shit. He he loves it. Oh he my god. Balls. Uh, oh, this know. is great. No, I did tell him. I thought the uh, are potatoes classified as a vegan food. Potatoes. I mean, Anybody? I don't see why not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A, a, root, a root vegetable, if you're really getting into yeah. it, and then you got the biologist across this. I know. I, I hit I her know. up about that today when we talked yeah. to Mary. Did you Walsh. ask if potatoes are? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I asked uh, are vegan. No, if they're vegan, <laughs> but I know I think because you kill yeah. the potato by picking it, so it's not vegan. <laughs> yes. Getting it alive. <laughs> oh I don't know. You can still plant a potato after you pick it; it'll still grow. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Just ask if, it's, if a potato is food. <laughs> oh. Look at us now. Transitioning. There's really not a great transition out of this one either. This is amazing. (laughs) Um, Parker, work your podcast magic. Uh, How many times do you think that fast forward 15 second button? Oh man, skip, skip. Can you track that? um, Actually, I can't. I can track that. But you can. Yeah, I can. Wow, technology. Yeah, yeah. But you, you've been, you've been places, and you've helped. And uh, I think a lot of people that I talked to this week were either coming up to me or I was introducing myself. And they were, their question, my question to them was, what was their goal? And we got through that, that, hi, how you doing thing. And it was, hey, look, what's your goal here? Because ultimately, you're not trying to waste your time and I'm not trying to waste mine. So what's your goal? What are you trying to do? And most of them said, I wish that I had, I was on snow and I wish that I could have the patience and the time for somebody to come out on hill with me and show me what I was shown this week while I was in the machine repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And there, that, that was it. Like 70, I would say 70%, like maybe 10 people that I walked up to or that came to me. Yeah. Seven out of the 10 definitely were saying, Hey, I would love to have that consistently, but consistently, but nobody has the time. And nobody has the patience. Yeah. So, 
you know, how do we change that? I mean, that's that's snowcat the snowcat world for you, right? right? It's like that's your training. Here's this button. Here's this yeah, button. Here's this go. button. Good luck. You know, go over here and just putts around. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not a lot of training. You know, you're you're pretty much left to figure it out on your own, which for some people it works. You know, but a lot of people need that bit of guidance to yeah. to get through to the next level. Go take it. What do you got? Well, the the guy that I had in the cat with me today, he um he's been truly trying to get into building parks and he's just like, I'm in snowmaking and all this stuff. And I was just like, look, man, like be that Swiss army knife. Yep. Like you're making snow. Like you're going to know how that snow is going to react when you groom it and push it around a bunch of times, you know, like it's just going to make you better at operating and building, knowing how the snow is going to be. And he kind of like took a step back and he's just like, wow, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. You know, it's well. It's, here's a, here's a bit like coming from the four year operator. Like, how do you gain the intel? Like, how did how did you get to where? I mean, we've we've talked about that before, but how beneficial is cutters to you? Because you were an instructor, you were a coach, and then you've also spent time doing your thing out there with its tits and Timberline and Sierra, and you've gained skills elsewhere. But like, how is cutters beneficial to what you're going to take from here and apply it elsewhere? I think there's all aspects of the industry that is available to us, whether we want to learn about, you know, operations or management or how to build relationships with your coworkers. It's, you can take anything away from this week that you want to, and you can learn from anyone. Like if, if I'm looking at this table right now, you know, I, for the last four years that I've been in a cat, I've looked at Trollhagen as like an incredible program that builds these parks that I, you know, it's iconic. It's, something that you see all over the social media and that's something that I've looked to and now I have this personal relationship with Adam Mahler which you know I've established through Take the Rake and other events but really like affirmed it in this Cutters Camp experience and the same with Arena Snow Parks I look up to them and what they're doing is like you know an end goal something that you can make your own goals successful you can be you know your own business and and make it sustainable for you in the long run and using that as an example so building these relationships for me is really important and having these examples to like look up to and work to in the end like as an end goal but like steve was saying like this training that we're all getting is so important because it kind of you kind of realize like how much you invest in someone right off the bat. If you're investing in someone right off the bat, then that person feels like, okay, like I have all of this trust. I've have this relationship with someone that is giving me everything that they have. Like what a lot of people came here to get, like with trading that are pretty green, like they get all of this invested in them. And so they can build an idea for what goals that they want to, to work towards. And, and that's, I think that's what cutters camp is great for, for a lot of industry, you know, people all across the board. We're, we're in the shining. I walked into this room and I didn't have a good feeling. The shining. Yeah. I feel it's like there's exactly ghosts definitely probably lingering in the Stained background. glass and stuff. It's crazy. It's gorgeous Hopefully, in here. Really. It's beautiful. Hopefully he's, he's answering the phone cause he's on East coast time. Jeff. He is. <laughs> Hello. I am on East Coast time. <laughs> <laughs> the door hole, what up? You're on the blade dive, brother. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. So, Bredo, what do you, you've done, obviously, you've done part grooming, you've done hand crew, you've been team hand job, you've been team sit down now in snow cats, uh, 
and team hand job and sit down on bike trails and had a foray more into like regular mountain construction and some civil stuff. Like what is your favorite thing to do? Team hand job or team sit down and, uh, you know, snow world, dirt world and bikes or like dirt world in mountain X, like civil. Oh man, Jeff. Uh, I'm so, I'm so 50, 50 split still. Like I, I really have no heart for either. It's just both a passion. So like, uh, I would probably have to say trail building for mountain bikes is definitely still my number one thing I want to be doing. But uh, I wouldn't have pegged that. I would have thought you got you would have gone I, the other way. No, I, but but would you rather be in a would you rather be in the hoe or would you rather be spanking berms with a shovel? Ooh! Shout out all my team hand job people, but. I will say I'm definitely team sit down now. Oh damn! Like, like would, would that would that definitely be convinced if you had a machine with a with an actual tilt rotator and like all the goodies with if I, it? If I had an Encon and a Mini, I don't think yeah. I'd ever ever get out and use a shovel again. Now he brings us to a pretty good point. Which uh, shout out to Doorhole for answering the phone at this weird hour. Um, but I think it should be flipped. What advice do you both have for anybody that's interested in entering this arena? Because sometimes it can feel like you're a bit alone. And that's not just because you don't have the experience to do the job. It's just that maybe there's a little bit of a barrier to entry. Um, Maybe you're not supported by the right management. I don't know. There could be a couple different variables there. But what would you say to somebody that wants to have a career in terrain parks coming from the perspective of this next generation, you know, low twenties. If you really love it, please come and join us. But if it's just your job, maybe not. And if you really, really are into it, then be prepared to like sacrifice a little bit of your mental sanity, maybe a little bit, but also at the same time, it feels like you're more sane. So yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's like, I, I don't know, I found myself becoming very, very, very invested in it. And I've been invested in my whole life, so I don't know anything different. You know what I mean? So it's it's really, really good. But uh, yeah, with the whole talk of like mental health and stuff like that, becoming more involved, which is good in our industry and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely like take, uh, get get your sleep, get eight hours for sure. Sleep. That's like my biggest advice for sure. And yeah, like, I mean... Don't be afraid of the old guys that are going to yell at you, I guess, and try not to get them to yell at you. And the less they yell at you, the more they'll like you. And in a few years, they'll really like you and they won't want you to leave. So yeah, keep, yeah, be nice and get sleep. And the more sleep you have, the nicer you'll be. So yeah, it goes back to sleep again. Keep sleeping. I should probably gotten more today. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here. Sleep is the hardest thing to catch. Definitely. What do you think, Brado? What would you say? Is somebody somebody that comes up to you and says, hey, I want to be on the park crew. I mean, if somebody comes up to me like that, if they got a passion just to come to me like that, then that shows me the drive and the will to just come up and talk to somebody, even just a hand crew out raking, just going saying thank you and just just keeping it simple. If you have a for me it was just chasing a dream. Make it like don't get jaded, I guess yeah. would be the biggest yep. thing. Cause once you get there, it's like once you wanna take days off is when it's like then it becomes a job, you know what yeah. I mean? But like, 
yeah, don't kill yourself and, and make it fun. Cause when it's fun, you know, it's, that's when the best product comes out. I feel like when the vibes are the best and you're yeah. having fun doing what you're doing, you're not going to build some really sick shit at night when you're like, Oh, I don't want to be here tonight. You're going to build some sick shit when it's like, Oh, it's going to be sick tomorrow. All the boys are going to be here and girls are going to be here and I want to ride with them. So we're going to build some dope shit. Yeah. And so yeah, keep it positive. I yeah. think that's when the best product comes out, especially if you're passionate and positive. It's like kind of, no matter what you do with that, it usually ends up pretty well. So copy passion yeah. and positivity. Yeah. Passion. And as long as you have a pleasure doing it. And for me, it's, I don't ride all the time, but I definitely like to ride and take my advantage of the product oh, I yeah. build. But just the being at like Brighton this year, just seeing the endless clips on Instagram of people just having the best time in their life. It looked yeah. like it's just, that's what it was for me. Yeah, is it Adam? Is the grooming manager there? Adam Morissette. Dude, great guy. Best boss I've ever had. Great guy. Yeah, mad shout out to him. Yeah, he and I chatted up a bunch this year. Yes, yeah, sir. Good dude. Shout out for Adam sure. for sure. Okay, we need to get into some push road questions. That is what's up right now. Uh, but before we do, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of episode 47, and that is Big Sky Resort. If you're looking for a job on the Terrain Park crew up there, hit them up, www.bigskyresort.com forward slash employment. Shoot them an application, talk to PJ, see what's up, but we should roll the intro. All right, so I've got some push road questions for both of you. So I'm gonna I'm and I'm gonna scroll through them, and we're gonna use user handles. So sorry, I mean, you can tell me who they are if you know who they are. How about that? Sweet. Sure. All right, uh, Wolf Unit. Yeah, I know who that is. Oh, who is that? <laughs> he's the, he's like the most OG Pineop local for sure. Like Dope. I was six years old riding there, and he was the dude that I was like, wow, that guy shreds. He's the coolest ever, and now he's he still rides every Sunday. He's got kids. But he comes and boards with us and hangs out with all the younger crew. And, I mean, though, every year he's always like, oh, dude, like, there's hope in the young kids. Like, yeah, yeah. there's the, the kids are all right. He was always the one preaching that. And it's, dude, it's sick to have his support always. So I wonder what he said. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. All right. So uh, what's his name? Uh, Chad Wolf. Chad Wolf. Oh, dude. Yeah, definitely. Wolf OG. unit, dude. He's yeah. sick. Chad Wolf asks, he says, ask Matt about how he feels taking Pine Knob to a whole new level. Hashtag <laughs> PK forever. Dude, he, yeah, PK forever, dude. You're, thank you for supporting always. And I mean, it's like, that's the reason why yeah. we wanted to do that was because like around the area, there was nothing. It's like we, I mean, I started working pine knob when I was like 13, just fixing the lips with a shovel because they weren't built very well. And then, you know, started dragging rails up the hill eventually during the day. And then they caught us doing that once and we're really not happy. And we got called into the office and they're like, what are you doing? And we're like, well, we're just setting rails like, you guys don't do that. Like we haven't done it in months. They're like, well, you can't do that. I'm like, well, can we like, like we want to do that. Like, well, you can, we can pay you if you want. So they started paying us seven bucks an hour. And that was the first official park crew. And uh, I was like me and a few of my buddies, the guys we just called. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's all just been for, for fun and for wanting a place to ride. So sick. it's sick to like have support from people like Chad who have been there his literally whole life, as long as I've been alive mm. and are still going there every Sunday and are still there pulling up and are like, this is sick. And yeah. like, yeah, it's like I don't know how to comment on the like new level, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, Dude, go it's, there, it's, it's go there, take like, it. Come on, it's not a new level. It's just what we want to do. You know, it's like there it is. It's it's like just the stuff that's fun for us, and it's still what it is. Is like we're doing it for fun, 
and everyone's enjoying it. So like it's more stoke and stuff. So it's like more fuel to the fire of like people are liking what we're doing. Let's keep doing it. So now it's like we got this image to hold up. So it's a little weird now that we're like, it's like, I don't want to say we have an image to hold up because that sounds like we're gloating or bragging, but like it's, you know, we want to make it look nice every year. We don't want to backtrack now. And so it's like every year pr- progress is like the goal. So yeah, 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 it's, it's a crazy little thing I got myself involved in and I yeah. love it. So it's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, Adam is definitely more of like the statement guy. Um, I asked him a bunch of questions this year for sure, but he definitely has a couple statements about uh, how hyped he is to have you on the blade dive. And he says, I'm hyped. Uh, you're, Adam says, sorry, uh, I'm hyped. You're getting a, t- a chance to talk to him. That dude was such an amazing fit for Brighton this year. Yo, Braden, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. So um, maybe take it away on what it was like to kind of come into that crew, be a part of it. Um, uh, maybe more so from the sense of your uh, expectation, maybe, instead of like goals, oriented, uh, goal-oriented things. Like what was your expectation of entering into that arena with Adam and then molding into that crew and having it work? The whole... the So we're technically... At Brighton, we're like a part of the whole like grooming crew. We're not like separated and yep. part part groomers and whatnot. So the the whole crew, once I got there, was just honestly a perfect fit. Everybody is just down to earth. Very cool. Lo- loves to be there, and that's all I wanted to be a part of. Not hearing the uh, classic statement. What am I? I don't want to be here. I I hated hearing that just coming up through places of just everybody coming in as soon as you get in the shop grab your cat keys and all you're listening to is just people not wanting to be there and it's like well Mm -hmm. then why are you here Mm -hmm. that's what it is like just people that want to be there and that's what made brighton from the whole grooming crew not a single soul said the whole season i don't want to be here for a night and the whole hand crew everybody is just down to work and they're happy to be there and stoked to snowboard or ski everybody's just stoked to be there and that's what i wanted to be a part of a, a community yeah, yeah that wanted to, wants to do that yeah yeah and that's, and that's the vibe there yes sir damn it is it's crazy just everybody that lives in salt lake the whole snowboard community is basically all out of salt lake i'm realizing now for the first season there Shout out everybody that came through Brighton and had a good time, posted clips. That's what I like seeing, just people having a good time. That's what it is for me, just keeping people stoked. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, we should, uh, I was going to say, I've got some push road questions because I've asked some people to contribute and they have, which is great. So I think we should jump into that. Uh, I got several. Okay. Um, We're going to start with Mizzle Adams. His real name is what, Brandon? Matthew Yabara. Matthew and Yabara. So here's how I found this out. Okay. I called PDM one day to get a steel quote. Uh-huh. And I'm getting a quote, and I said, yeah, yeah, you can just call my boss, um, Miz. And they said, oh, no, we don't have him on file. We just have a Matthew and a whoever else was on file. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know who those dudes are. Let me uh, figure that out. Oh, no way. And they was like, oh, wait, Missile's Matthew. I just figured out Missile's name. Holy shit. Uh, so Mizzle asks, should we say Matt? Matt, Matt asks, if you had to choose one terrain part to describe yourself, what would it be and why? That's a good one. Miz. Yeah, that's deep. You want to start it off, Brandon? 
Sure. Uh, first off, shout out to Miz because you're the man. Um, I would have to stay stomping grounds just because of the hype it gets and the amount of work that goes into it. And yeah, I would have to say that. Okay, I'll get a couple of pairs after that. <laughs> 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 oh, I was waiting for that. That's good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, help. Make it pop. Good for it, Charles. What do you got? Close second, parachute in its prime. Yeah. And I just, uh, I don't know. For, for me now, when I'm home, I, it's like watching a kid take drugs and wanting to put it back on the rails, but you just can't. And you don't have 70 hours a week to give anymore. And yeah. you just hope to God that like the right people come in and just like pick that torch back up and take it to the top. Um, there's a good guy involved, Sean Cagolini. He's like one of the OG builders. Um, you know, was with all of us. And then you, like, uh, yeah, Nick Richardson. Jake's coming back. Jake Halverson's coming back. I'm a big fan of Jake. I watched, like, he was there as a rookie and he showed a lot of promise. I saw him snowboard and I was really excited. And to see what he's, um, doing now, I think, like, I'm feeling confident about Parrish's future. So I've gone to Threadboat Help out and hang over there. Uh, ben, would you say that, I mean, you're going to lean towards Snow Basin there? Winch cable? Mm-hmm. No. I, I mean, if we're talking parks, yeah, I parks, think you... uh, <clears throat> there's some good choices. But working with Brandon at Squaw was probably, I mean, that was really the beginning of my park career and uh, in, in learning the most there. Uh, and we had, we had one really good season. I wasn't there very long, um, but – main line with the pipe the big jumps and you know that's all fun and i and i i like that because i'm i'm a winch guy so that got me in the winch but even before we had enough natural snow to build that stuff you know doing the the medium park in belmont and all the teaching terrain that we had at squaw was kind mm-hmm. of my bread and butter i mean that's the teaching terrain the small stuff where paying attention to detail is i mean the you know I felt that's where I learned the most in doing that because if you didn't get it right, ski school was up your ass <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> every day. And I understand, you know, because ski school is one of the money makers at the resort yeah. where they can say that, look, we generate revenue. So it was important. Well, I think any, any park that has the most medium features for me these days, cause I'm old. Copy. But uh, no, I mean, my travels and stuff, you know, freeing off demo operator. There's a lot of cool stuff in the Midwest. I mean, it's been there, like Trohagen and all that stuff, which is crazy. I'd love to see, like, I'd like to physically go there just see how many kids are there. And that, that, that type of stuff just, you know, intrigues me and it just kind of, you know, blows my hair back, kind of. But uh, Granite Peaks, Rye and Peter, Granite Peaks, those parks are blowing up. You know, they're doing good work. Uh, up in Vermont, Sugarbush, Trevor, you guys check it out, man. Trevor Borelli. Yeah. They, I mean, this park's insane. They cram like 20 pounds of shit in a three pound bag and they make it work. And it's just, you know, tranny stuff all over. It's cool. You know, these guys are, you know, it's a group, bunch of group of guys who not, not a whole lot of like cat experience and, you know, park experience and are making it work. But, you know, and then last but not least, you know, Little snowshoe where I grew up, and uh, Keystone A five one. Those my glory years and up in snowcats. It was fun. I learned a lot. You know, Tony, Ware and Kyle, 
Joel Bowman and the boys. It was good. Yeah, yeah. that Sick. place was iconic. Yeah, yeah. Just look at Keystone. And I, just go, that that was the answer I was waiting for you to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know. Me too. I was like, come on, man. And he there. wasn't even yeah. talking was, about yeah. himself. And I didn't realize at the time that's like I was in. I was in that mix of that and that and you know in those golden years of that. Devin Kearns, no Devin Kearns. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, he Shout had, out to Devin before. Uh, yeah. He's the park manager out at Winter Park and really good dude. Mm. And he's apparently an absolute weapon with the bike parks. I'm not into that side of things, but yeah. I hear huge yeah. stories. Copy. Um, Devin wants to know if Charles is a fan of Space Force. Huge fan. Um, my wife told me not to wear that hat again. <laughs> <laughs> but I told her it's only to mow the lawn so I don't get upset. Just don't look at me while I'm wearing it. It's to give everyone a bit of preface, like it's he's giving me like a, a hat. It's cream, nice color, looks good, with the huge flap. Oh, this, the is back Devin, of your neck. this is Devin that gave you the hat. He gave me the hat. Okay. Yeah. And it says Space Force on it, which is nice. absolutely fucking hilarious to me. But <laughs> I wear it and I look ridiculous in it. I like laughing at myself. Wife doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um I would love to know what your goal was this week at Cutters Camp. What was your takeaway that you either wanted to have? Or if you didn't have one, what was the takeaway that you had that you didn't expect? I think that our goal when we come out here every time is to just share information with people. Like we're not the type of company that's like, oh, we're not going to tell anybody how we do it. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're open book. You know what I mean? It's like we'll tell you everything, how to do it. You know, we know you're not going to get 25 years of experience like we have, but we don't mind yeah. sharing everything we know. You know yep. what I mean? Because like, if every resort's better, it's better for everyone. If there's mm-hmm. bad one bad resort, it's bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the stronger the whole industry is, it's 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 better for everyone. Yeah. You know, it only takes one bad incident, one bad park to ruin this whole thing that we're trying to do here. So yep. I, I think that's always our goal when we come here is just share information as much as we can. You know, we love being in the cats. We we don't mind doing the presentations. I think it's the after hours stuff. You know, when you're in the bar or in the corner, having a beer, chatting with people where a lot of the real information gets exchanged, yep. you know, and that's, that's kind of my favorite part of it. Now it's in the blue ox bar doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, so yeah, that would be the goal. I mean, the takeaway I think I think we're heading into some tricky times, you know what yeah. I mean? But the people that are here, I feel really good about. You know, it's it's an amazing group of people and super passionate. And I think, like, you know, we're in good hands with the people that are here now, but I don't know if we have enough people to <laughs> do, you know, do where, to get where we want to get to. I think there's some challenging times ahead, you know, and I, that's why I think Cutters Camp is so important and yep. keep, keep doing this kind of stuff and, yep. and steer awesome. the ship. Yeah. Land the plane, so to speak. Land the plane. <laughs> we got more. I mean, like what Steve said, you know, it's we're all in this together, you know, and if we can make all parks success, successful. <laughs> sorry. Sexy. Did you just say sex? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Oh, I'm, gonna, yeah, sexy yeah. I'm gonna go with it. If we can make all parks sexy, you know, it just makes everybody else work, look sexy. Look sexy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Air horn. <laughs> no, um, I, I can't think, rebound from that, bud. <laughs> like I said earlier, you know, like coming here for the first time a couple, few years ago and like learning and like absorbing all the knowledge that like these people like that have been putting the time in and have been in here for years, you know, learning that, bringing it back to like 
my situation back home, you know, and then I just wanted to come back as a coach or in a panelist or whatever to like share the knowledge that I've learned from them, pass it along and hopefully like make someone that's here learn something else. Yeah. You know, like yeah. dude, even the conversation that uh, you and I and Brandon had on the way up here was like highlight, like never forget it. Yeah. It yeah. Amazing. No, it, it's, it's really cool. And like in, not, not to be like selfish or anything, but it's like riding in that cat today, showing this camper how to push a wedge, you know, something pretty simple, but like just showing them that little trick to like get it right. And then him to do it was, that's it. Like if that's the only takeaway I have for the week, I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, totally. it was rad. Yeah. Yeah. Also I'm, like an opposite for myself, I'm still learning a lot of things, even from the campers here, the attendees. You know, they're they're dropping mm-hmm. knowledge on us. I, I'm learning what they're seeing in parks. I'm like, okay, this is sick. I like learning from them. You're always learning. I like you're learning always from learning. From you know, that's, the th- that's the other thing. Yeah, you. If you're not learning, you shouldn't be in here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be that person that thinks you know everything. Exactly. You're going to stop. You yeah. Know, There's that ego a new way to do it. You know. Yeah. 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 Chloe, I think like generally my goal was to build a web like a connection to this industry with with everyone around that i had not yet met or that i had yet to meet in different resorts and kind of take away what they had to say what how they run their program and what makes them successful so that i can be successful as well and learn from each other and have those conversations because I haven't really had that opportunity to to bond with so many different resorts, so many different programs that are each successful in their own way. And I've, I feel like I've learned so much and have been able to achieve that goal in that way. But like that takeaway is that we're all kind of, you know, in the same boat and all of our conflicts and our, our problems, like we all share similar ones and we can have these conversations. And I feel like it's such a great space to be able to come together and share our issues and our troubles and, and, and our struggles as well as what has made us successful so that we can actually better the industry as a whole, because that's the goal, right? That's what Mm -hmm. we're all in here for. Mm -hmm. We want to make the industry sustainable for us because we're passionate about it. So, I mean, without it like we lose that so if we're all in it together and we can all come together and like create a plan and and be successful and and like give each other tips you know like we're gonna we're gonna be good Lucas. So I, was, I was just listening to adam breathing heavily through <laughs> this oh, whole time when you, when you got the cans on your head we can drown that audio get out this thing right in front of your face <laughs> the whole time yeah. is, is nick boggs back there no, Nick. Nick was great at breathing heavy in the mic. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! This <laughs> <laughs> is getting intense. It's hard Sorry. without the. Sorry, Lucas. Just breathe. Breathe. I'm used to it. Steve's a heavy breather at night, right behind me. Uh, when, <laughs> when you're big dipper in and little dipper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we're dipping. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Parker? Oh goodness! Yeah. You know, we flipping the script. Here? Yeah, unpack this. We still need to do a Parker Bohan blade dive episode oh, where God. Lucas and I interview you. <laughs> you should, you get everybody that you've ever interviewed. Ooh, to interview. Forty-one questions. You know how many questions you'd get? 
push road questions, just <laughs> one after another, right at 42 you. 42 of them. <laughs> It'll be to the dirt. Yeah, it would be to the dirt. That'd be a hell of a blade dive. <laughs> I want to know how much sleep you've had the past couple of days because you've been uh, at this hard, dude. Yeah, minimal. But um, no, it was cool. I. Um, so I've recently taken a new role with um, my resort that I work for, and that's fabulous. And it's propelled me outside of the park world. That being said, my goal this week was really just to not not ask questions that were <laughs> irrelevant to maybe who I was asking them to. So, for example, if I was with somebody that had never been in the machine before I had never before I never met before it was you know tell me tell me more tell me more about you tell me more about what you want to learn tell me more about how you'd like to see this week go and if it's very minimal then I'm okay with that um because I think my new position that I'm in right now has morphed my mind into being able to think um more empathetically as to how other people function as human beings because they're not me and my process that I go up with every time that I've been in the machine is going to be completely different to somebody else's experience in the machine. And so I, I was surprised to have some really great experiences with Vinny and David because they were there for the full shift. They didn't want to come down. Um, they wanted to stay the whole four hours. And that was huge. I was totally blown away. I thought it was literally going to be Cool, awesome. Uh, you know, show me this, show me this takeoff or how you do it, and let's 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 be done with this. But it was, um, hey, cool. Here's my goal, and I'd like to do this. And if you could show me, or I, just put me in the seat and let me drive, you can give me tips. But we were up there for the whole time, and I think that was my that was my biggest surprise. So being empathetic to what they wanted to do, and I don't think that I would have been that way if i was not in the position that i am right now for for a job because it's a lot of listening and a lot of patience so yeah what and how do you feel about that four hour time slot like is it enough time to really no give people the knowledge no 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 No. you have to set your expectations a little bit lower right i I do 100 percent, 100 percent. and 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 the four hours actually flew by oh yeah Mm yeah it wasn't it's true it did it does it totally flew by it wasn't it it wasn't as if it was um, like a bad song you were listening to or a bad book you were reading or a movie you had to just cringe your teeth through and go, oh my God, I got to sit through this because I paid for it. No, it was it was literally a, a four-hour time slot that just flew by because you were talking about the same stuff with an individual that was less experienced than you and you were picking up what they were putting down because you were asking the same questions probably when you were at their level. So that was, I did not expect that. Yeah. Did not at all. Yeah. So it was rad. It's cool to have someone in your cat or be in someone's cat. I like to ride around with people all the time because you bond with them over the course of however many hours you're next to them. So either you love them or you hate them. But it's, <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> you find that out pretty quickly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I learned so much by each person that was in my cat or I was in their cat, you know, like whoever you're with, whether they're less experienced or more experienced, like still learn something from them too. That's the coolest part. I think of that yeah. pod session. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think what I learned with having like the campers and the cat was just like trying to like figure out how to teach them, mm. you know, 
it's that's tough you know yeah. it's not a one it's not a one size fits all for everybody you know yeah. <laughs> like, it's a tough one because you almost feel like you have to apologize right at the beginning right. like i'm sorry if you don't learn anything today you know? <laughs> <laughs> i'll do I'm my best well no like, like for, for me it was just like if i'm saying too much just tell me shut the fuck up like you know uh, it, it's it's finding that boundary of yeah giving them too much information where their head explodes and yeah yeah you go well then i'm sitting there dead quiet not saying anything and then i'm like got any questions you know you're good you good you know like like stressing about even more what are you thinking about (laughs) what do you think's for lunch today (laughs) mashed potatoes so do you like baseball or uh what's up You stuff? <laughs> no, but it goes. It goes back to that empathy thing. Like it's. You're right. Like, and I mentioned that when I got up in front of everybody and said what I said tonight. Like, it's not a one size fits all, and it's very hard to jump into that seat and yeah. do what they do and have an expectation from their boss mm. that may or may not be explained. Right. So, yeah. yeah, that was definitely my my biggest surprise for sure. But you, I mean, that was a, that was a great point. It's, ha- it's it, teaching somebody is not a one size fits all. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you speak to that older generation? Oh, man. I guess I'm still learning about that one for sure. Like, uh, just like meeting new individuals and new people that have been operating for longer than literally I've been alive. Because I'm 22, about to be 23. But I mean, yeah, majority of the workforce that is in this industry is like 22 years plus. So it's like everyone knows more than you and whatnot and how to do things. And, you know, they're like, they kind of see the way that like, oh, well, this is how it should be done or whatnot, you know, and there's, it's, it's always great to listen and know like where they came from and how things happened. But it's like the struggle of trying to communicate to them, like, okay, for you, this might be a job, but for me, this is more of a passion for my riding. Like I'm, I'm working here to build this stuff. And it's, it's all coming from a rider's perspective of like, what is going to be the most fun to go out and board on or ski on or Mm. for the customer, uh, even just in all inclusive, you know what I mean? But for the operator that's maybe been doing it for 20 plus some years, it's like, well, this is their job and they want to go home and they want to go to their families and they don't want to be here all night and they don't want to, you know, have their neck turned all night doing some crazy stuff that's going to just completely stress them out all night when it's like there's no payoff for them other than their paycheck, you know? When for me, it's like the payoff at the end of the night is, okay, well, I just built this sick piece of tranny feature, or this boob or this jump and it's like, I'm going to go now and sacrifice the next six hours of sleep to go on board because this is what I want to do Yeah, and then ride that. And the next night it's like, all right, well, I know where something else should be here. And, yeah. and it's like the mentality of like building based on what you want as a boarder versus like what a manager or a, another operator wants to do as an operator and what they're willing to do. And it's like, well, it's like, you got to take it as like, it is your job, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a job isn't supposed to be fun, but when you get a lucky instance for like me, it's like, well, this is fun. So mm-hmm. why don't you let the people that it's fun for just free reign, you know, and kind of have, cause they're passionate about it. It's so like, let them do it. Yeah. So I'm like, that's the conversation that's, I've been trying to work in through the industry of like to those people that are the 20 plusers and stuff like that. It's like, well, we do know what we want and I understand where you're at, but you know, it is a job yeah, yeah. and it's, sorry, it's tough, but this is where the industry is going of changing things and doing fun stuff. It might not be the easiest to groom and, you know, some of the easier things to groom aren't the most fun to ride and some of the hard things to groom are the most fun to ride. So mm. yeah, it's a, it's a tough battle, especially when I can't have the perspective of like, 
been doing it for 20 years and seeing either what it does to the cats or what it does to my own mental state even, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't, you know, it's, it's a happy medium and it's like those conversations are always fun with those people and I always enjoy them and they're always building. Cause it's like learning where they're coming from and, and it's cool to see someone with that much knowledge listen to you even when you're a five-year operator mm -hmm. and you're just a kid. And yep. it's like, I mean, I am just some hippie looking kid that listens to jam bands and has long hair. So it's like, I'm not the easiest person to listen to right off the bat from someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. But it is really, really, really humbling when someone does listen. And a lot of the people here are, are really open and really cool. So it's a sick environment to be here. So thanks, Timberline. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> T-Line, what up? Yeah. Fredo, what do you think, man? I mean, I mean, deep question. <sighs> Matt hit the nail on the head with everything he just said. Like, to me, it's all just a pleasure of doing just what I love to do. It's what I've been doing as a kid in the backyard since I grew up, taking the four wheeler out and plowing up a digging up the grass. Shout out my dad for letting me dig up the grass <laughs> countless years. Just oh, yeah. take a four wheeler out in the yard and yeah. plow up stuff just to have fun in the backyard. And that's what I wanted to keep doing. Yeah. Be creative with what you're best at, right? I don't know if that's a correct statement, but you know, if you're good at something, I guess that's what I'm getting at. If you're good at something and you want to perfect it. And we talked about perfection earlier today in my conversation too and not chasing it. Um, I think that's probably the best advice I could give to the next generation that's up and coming. Um, I had a great conversation with uh, Vinny from Big Snow uh, in, in New Jersey. Uh, got to spend some cat time with him up there. Oh, that'd be so cool to oh, go yeah. inside, inside yeah. in Snow Cat. Inside, in a fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. A giant fridge. Yeah, yeah. It's giant fridge. Me, man. The content cooler is what Pat Morgan calls it. Does it, it smell like cooler? a fridge? Does it get like a, you get freezer burn? And I didn't ask him that, but <laughs> like the so, goal was to like work on uh, different, uh, different, different snow types but with a bigger machine and sure, so the snow is really weird it's well, got, i mean it's got to be dip obviously different everywhere else you know what i mean but yeah. inside snow. no moisture at all to it in there that's what i've heard it's pretty crazy wow. just blows apart wow sand it's literally sand Vinny, weigh, weigh in in the comments <laughs> I, please yeah dude please do but so it was rad um uh, being up there with him in the machine and i was just trying to emphasize that as you build stuff don't focus on the perfect finished product you want to focus on the process of what that uh, um, achievement looks like. It's where do, where's where does my snow land? Um, what are where do I need to pull it from? How am I managing it? Um, am I taking snow from the same spot constantly? Um, how am I stacking it? How am I backblending it? What type of snow am I working with? Am I curling in too much? You know, am I am I not letting go of the snow enough? Am I holding too much snow in my tiller? Like all that stuff. I love I love talking about it. So, you know, having goals at, at Timberline and what that looks like to execute them, but also be cognizant of the folks that are either never evers or are up and comers this next generation, making sure that we have some kind of succession in place that, and I feel like I, I do, I feel like uh, snowboarding is in a great place. I feel like um, the ski industry is in a good place. I just think we need to figure out how we can carve out an opportunity for this next generation of operator to be heard. So having conversations like manager roundtables and employee roundtables at, at Cutters Camp are valuable experiences for the folks that can attend. But having, like you said, just a dialogue. What is the thing, the thing in the machine that you absolutely suck at that you need to improve upon? In the Snowcat, what are you the worst at right now that you could pinpoint and say, hey, let's get relative really quick. And if anybody's got any tips, this is what I need to work on. Throw them at me. Pack grooming. 
pack groom? Oh, so fleet grooming. Just yeah, fleet yeah. grooming. Yeah. Just like, but with a giant pack. Uh huh. I don't like it. Oh, why not? It's just too many lights everywhere. Everybody needs to shut their lights off. <laughs> I'm blind. If you can't tell, I don't, like, I know all, everybody listening can't tell, but so I'm, Bredo sucks at pack grooming. Yep. I'm fleet terrible grooming. at it. Okay. Can't get with it. I don't know why. So is it a turnaround thing? Like you need to work on your turnaround or is it just a light thing? Just a light thing for just me. Just a light thing. Yeah. Okay. Copy. Everybody's just How can we help lights. you with that? Matt, how can we help him with that? Oh, I've never pack groomed. I'm the only one that... Uh, 300 foot hill, dude. Oh, I know, dude. Pat but like grooming. input, input. Come on, input. What do you think? Well, how well, can I, we help him with the lights? Well, we both... all oh, the lights. I got an answer, but I want you to have an answer too. I, I like the laser beam light. Spotlight. Just the spotlight. Yeah, just the spotlight. That's my favorite, dude. Laser beam. It's like a... Like I like that term. Almost. I haven't heard that Especially term. Especially when it's foggy, it's the best. Laser beam light? Yeah, I've definitely roasted my eyes Dude, out. Dude, the polite thing to do with the person that is in front of you, right? That person that's in front of you should turn off their rear lights. Oh, yeah. You can that, ask politely over the radio, Brado. I, 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 do yeah, they I need to talk to me? I'm too scared Maybe. to ask. I, I think they might I don't, have to. I don't like asking to turn your lights. I'll forget. Uh, and then it's I'm going to ask them to turn the lights uh, off, and then uh, 10 minutes uh, later, I'm going to spotlight them right in their eye. Yeah, but you like, don't do it hey, over the radio. Hey, can you turn your lights off for me? You don't do it over the radio. That's exactly how I don't want to sound. Yeah, yeah you, actually, you just shine their spotlight, or your spotlight, right into their rearview mirror, so then it hits that right in the eye. That's how you're going to turn them off. like, oh. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Throw it at us. What is something that you need improvement on? Maybe that you suck at, that you got a goal and you want to be better at. I think just grooming flat, like just flat hills. I've never really done that. Like just trails. Yeah. Like, like the, like getting, like getting lost. Uh-huh. Oh my, like my first night, like, uh, groom manager Tyler's like, Hey man, why don't you go, uh, like just, you know, do a tour, little tour of the place and get, get familiarized. Well, it's harf and snow or in mm-hmm. a cloud. Mm-hmm. I got lost as heck, man. First night, I'm like, where? I'm like, am I in Govey right now? Yeah. I had snow sat and everything. And I was lost as blind as a bat, dude. I was like, well, I should probably get better at that. I'm slowly getting better at that. Protecting my ears. I think, oh, yeah? should, I think we should all start wearing earplugs. Lucas put me onto that for in sure. In the cat? Yeah, definitely. Oh, dude. Yeah, especially I can't get behind that. No, no well, dude, older, no. Like, seriously, older. like think like. When you're sitting there, my hearing's already gone. Turn your cat off, oh, and point. then you notice how loud oh. it is, or like a decibel reader in your cat. Like you are like roasting your ears out all night long. Oh, for sure. And like you have no idea. It's like the high, like I think it's like the low drone or something like that. Whatever the whatever frequency is coming out of the engine is like really bad for your huh. ears. Happy medium for you. You can put one in one ear, and then after an hour, take it out and put it in the other ear. Oh, and pro tip: <sighs> turn your right speaker and your cat up a little bit. Because you're farther away. Yeah. So if you're even, you're roasting out your left ear from your left speaker. I have noticed that for sure in the so, Park Pros. I do that. That's speaker's awesome. Right yeah, I, I think tonight might be, might be my first night with headphones. We'll see if I can find If I just forget. I get in the yeah. cat and I'm like, ah, my ears can afford another night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like, I mean, laying down in bed, you know, you get that like, you have that weird ring or like. Yeah, you it's hear, like you the wah wahs. Yeah. You, you hear that or you hear the beeper or something like that. It's like, dude, it's not good for you for sure. Yeah. Like I was at Charlie's the other night everyone's got their ears plugged like this they're like oh man this is so loud i'm like this is sick dude this, this is, is perfect sick. and i was like oh man my ears are a lot older than i thought yeah. so yeah, yeah i think i'm gonna start wearing your plugs so let's let's get on that trend start wearing your plugs lucas does it he's cool safety first yeah. boys and girls yeah. safety, safety first. first on teamwork thanks lucas safety thanks lucas <laughs> it was an honor to meet parker <laughs> in the flesh yeah yeah yeah. Well, yeah absolutely yeah that was definitely trippy for me I, uh I hope they weren't disappointed. No He's idea. got long. Like, <laughs> you didn't let us down. For, the, for those that don't know, Parker's got like long blonde hair, and he looks like Thor. 
Just picture it. Yeah. <laughs> check it. Check a photo. Dead set ring of it. Hemsworth. Yeah. There was a time and a place. Uh, can we talk equipment really quick? We should do that. Yeah. I mean, we talked support and what it's like to be the uh, the brand. But I really enjoyed the new machine because of the technology that's in it. I think that um, I'm a big fan of what it has become. Uh, I definitely think that it is the future. So I'd like to know your thoughts, Mr. Ben Finn, on either what role you played in helping to develop that technology, or anybody else here in this room that played a role in helping to develop it. But um, talk about the jazz that is that Stage 5. This the new stage five bison has actually been five years in development. Damn, probably six if you go back to conceptualizing it. You know, before anything, any pen was ever put to paper. Um, and we basically, you know, in in <clears throat> realizing that we had to meet the new emissions requirements in Europe, uh, decided to start with a clean sheet of paper um, and redo the cat from the ground up. So there are components on this cat that look the same as a tier four bison, but virtually nothing has been untouched. Um, and that is all driven by customer feedback, whether it is on the service side or from the operators. And that's where Nick and I and the rest of our demo team, um, along with our counterparts in Europe, uh, you know, really get involved in product development, engineering, and and get to, you know, push this thing into the future. So um, it's an interesting, very involved process. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we did a presentation on Tuesday that was shrunk down from, I think I've got a 48-page PowerPoint on the features of the new cat because there's and that scratches the surface of what's been done. Um, but again, it's all driven by customer feedback. Do you, uh, is it something that you would hang your hat on? Like you're super proud of being a part of that whole piece. I mean, you oh, got man. so many people you work with to make it happen. Yeah. I, when I started with Prenoth, it was, uh, one or two years before we, um, put the first engineering cat together. And so, yeah, I got to be involved pretty much from day one with this one. Um, and it, it was an incredible experience. And, yeah, I'm super proud of it. It's, yeah, and it's, it's not like you're just the engineer, the uh, nerd who understands how an engine works. or how I don't understand works. anything. You don't understand anything? <laughs> He's lying, ladies and gentlemen. He's We're lying. just drivers. He's just happy to be here. Yeah, I know. He's definitely, he's definitely just happy to be here. But he, but Ben's an operator too, though. That's a thing. Like that's the distinguishing difference, I think, between um, anybody that's going to take a role within a company and have a major influence. He knows what's going on, and you can operate on the same. Well, I mean, you know, I, I would assume you could, but you're just as good as anybody out there. But do you ever? You don't. You don't flaunt that. You don't throw that card out there. I no. Secretly, I mean, you obsess well, over wenching at Snow Basin. I think. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up ski racing. Yeah. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a park guy. You ever I asked just, this guy about the man's park guy? Well, <laughs> he was a park guy. He's clued me in on what he does at Snow Basin. Yeah, yeah. he loves that shit. Honestly, I think yeah. it'd be rad to hang off those pick points. Oh, dude, forty-two pick points on that race course. 
Huh, they had huh. 26 winch cats for the O2 Olympics on the downhill course. Do you? That's insane. I have a question. That's insane. Do you inject your own water before you grim it? <laughs> 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 and do you reverse till or forward till? Be honest. It depends on the conditions. <laughs> really? So yeah. you actually reverse till? Depending. Yeah, if it calls for it. Wow. Charles is shaking his head. I don't live in that world. I don't know about it. I find it fascinating. It sounds really complicated and labor intense. It water injection. Yeah, uh, I believe Nick was with me at the Killington World Cup this year. Um, I don't think I exceeded three miles an hour for the two weeks that we 3. were there. Point two, and that's why park guys are more yeah. exciting. No more, no less. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. It, the race course is faster. Drive than, fast, faster win races. It's faster than the half pipe. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Jeremy, you lose. Fact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, drive fast, take chances, I believe. Is, that was a correct quote <laughs> there. But uh, for those who don't know, Ben was actually part of the Parish Parks team that kind of blew that place up. He was a guy that would do, like, the winching and the grooming on Front Valley. So when all those pros were riding that park, chances are he tilled that landing and did those takeoffs. Along with Brandon, so it's like, yeah, he's kind of an unsung hero. Yeah, I was yeah. always he doesn't, ben, he doesn't ever claim it. He just sends me memes. If you put yeah, more that's all up, he does. Yeah. Would well, you I ever want to tell me how cool you are, Ben? Just till now, I'm not. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I'm, dude. I'm a, I'm a graveyard guy. That's why. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> clean, clean, you, you learn a lot cleaning up after these two. Oh, <laughs> and Dougie. Let's not forget Dougie. Hey, Dougie. The three of <laughs> us. Dougie was in grave too. Dougie was in grave too. We didn't talk for a while because <laughs> the messes we used to leave that poor kid. Yeah. Yeah. And you, me too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got obsessed on ticking as many boxes on swing as possible. And sometimes we're like, they're professionals, so they can handle this shit. See them at eight o'clock. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. We weren't, we weren't always that bad. It was just some nights we got a little bit carried away. Like, Charles, we're supposed to be heading back to the dock at 12. It's 2.30 in the morning. What One are we more doing? jump. Yeah. One, yeah. More, One more. Just get another rail in, B. We'll be good. Dougie's got it. Yeah. Ben's got but it. But I can tell you. A lot of trust in you guys. Right. We wouldn't have sandbagged you if you didn't trust yeah. you. And that's what I was going to say, too. You worked with us at Squaw on Grave, and you were definitely the dude I could lean on. Yeah, but. Ben it, will it, get it done because he knows what he's no, doing. Nobody's ever seen as much work done in one shift that the two of you guys have knocked out in that park at Perisher. I mean, like. <laughs> a wall-to-wall change on rail lines, jump lines in an eight-hour shift. Like, just the, the, insane. Insane. Watching that happen sometimes. And it happened, didn't just happen once. How long did it take you guys to build? Like, because, I mean, that that's some, like, serious <laughs> art there. Yeah. Uh, you know? We got it pretty quick, yeah, actually. Yeah, I, th- like, I think, like, six days, maybe. Damn. Yeah, with, yeah, with the excavator, yeah. and then... Last year we didn't have any shapers, so Steve pretty much shaped the whole thing by himself. Yeah. I still can't raise my arm above my head. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I Do you so have a mad. question? Yes, I have to raise my other hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was so mad because I didn't have any good shapers, so I had to do the whole thing. So it was 22 banks. I shoveled oh, the whole my thing God. myself yeah. with just like That's dad insane. rage, you know. Whoa. Dad <laughs> rage. Fuck <laughs> ah, yeah. that shit. Did them all. Yeah. 22 you know of them, and then I was just like, oh. This is, why Steve, this is why Steve doesn't have a dad bod. Exactly. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over building a border cross with my socks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chilling yeah. in the cat. Yeah. Steve's like, fuck. 
fuck everybody. <laughs> I'm like the oldest guy in snowboarding, and I'm shoveling all these fucking banks. Yeah. And there was all these, was it college kids that showed up yeah, that, yeah. that were supposed to, to be the shapers? Yeah. Like, Please no help idea. me. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea what they were doing. They Boy. showed up in shoes. And Track pants and shoes. Like and, I, and That was the first no thing. Gloves. I had to get them boots and gloves to work in. Shut up. Yeah. You're they were awesome. You know, they, yeah. they tried, but they... They weren't like, you know, <laughs> yeah, they weren't master shapers. No. Yeah. You but, ran them all off. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of my way. Get out of here. What's your problem? Yeah. Why are you so angry? Angry I dad. Canadians were supposed to be nice. <laughs> You're not as chill yeah. as I thought you would be. <laughs> they all came over to hang out with me. We just shot the shit. Well, Steve went to You guys want to ride in the yeah. cat? Hop in. Let's yeah. go. Okay, but it's, stuff, it's, it's really, like, it's truly, it's truly stuff like that that I look at and go, okay. It's not easy necessarily to build, but it's worth it in the long run yeah. because it's not your larger feature. It's not your very small park. But if you were to put that dual bank slalom anywhere in a North American resort, you would probably have shit tons of people rolling through it. It would oh, get yeah. slammed. Oh, my God. Yeah. 100%. I mean, 100%. And so the Stoke transition. level, so the Stoke level for Billy Joe and Bobby Sue and whoever else <laughs> would be through the roof because they would be wanting mommy and dad to just say like, hey, ultimately, we want to go here because, you know. <laughs> Ultimately, how old are these kids? <laughs> I mean, I can attest. Yeah, so nice I can to attest to, to what you're resort. saying, Parker. Like we had methodology at Trollhagen. We built a bank slalom course, and when we got done, like we had the event, it was great. Raised a bunch of money. Pat Moore and Mike Patera and those guys are G's. Anyways. Getting to my point, we left it up. Landing the plane. I'm, I'm going to land the plane. <laughs> You're going to hover? Real hard. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, we left the course up for the rest of the season, and it, we put that over in like a zone that doesn't really get heavily used by the general public. And every time you'd look over there, it was just constant stream of kids and families using that course. Yeah. You know, it's, that's that's the cool thing about methodology. It's like it's for the people. Mm-hmm. It's for all ages, and that's like that's all. I think that's all transition. Really, it's like yeah. mellow transition or any transition. Well, it's like know. your float park at North Star. Yeah, you know, and like I was out there riding. I had a fucking blast riding that. It's 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 user friendly for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's for the whole family, and that's what draws people in. Same with pipes. Like yep. we lose sight of the importance of pipes, but you can have fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think this is all coming back to. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this is all coming back to the the shift in terrain parks, yeah. Right? yeah. The industry, right? Yeah. Where back in the day it was building the coolest park, right, and right. having that Biggest. the cool factor. Where now the it's scary me. factor. Yeah, yeah. Maybe now it's time to be like, let's start with basic yeah. and let's, let's get dual bank slums everywhere. Totally. Lucas just landed the space shuttle That's right there. Did. Yeah, go, it hovered. <laughs> yeah. User friendly for yeah. everyone. Bring people in and don't scare them off right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we can have large features. Large features are fucking great because it's something to work towards. But you yeah. gotta have something for everyone yeah. to have fun yeah. on too you should land you should you should land. oh i gotta land the plane i'm waiting for the punch I, I don't even, can yeah. you edit this is this editable yeah no, we're <laughs> super live everyone's listening upstairs <laughs> i definitely have to pee worse than that we can row with this is a rough draft <laughs> no but uh so uh, you know when we get the opportunities to get together with people and not just one other person but when when people come from afar and we can all get together and have these conversations. This is, you know, these are the things that make it all worth it. It's the, 
I mean, the spring season for us, certainly, um, higher ups at the resorts, the industry suppliers, I mean, it's, you know, the ski season comes to an end, but we're all, it's trade show after trade show after trade show. And yes, it's time on the road. It's time away from home. It can be exhausting at times, but it's also the opportunity to spend time with a lot of people and have these great conversations and realize that. You know, everybody's in the same boat, and we're all moving in the same direction. Yeah. Deep thoughts from Ben Finn. He landed the plane. I I tried. Golf time. Nice. Well played, sir. Uh, What time is it? (laughs) Is that an actual question for the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. It's 1 a.m. It's 12.57. Nice. We got at least two more hours, Parker. No, I was just going to say, like, we we, we have definitely been rapping for a while, so we should wrap it up. But I I just want to say thanks to everybody here for contributing. This has been awesome. Super special seeing everybody face to face. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Hip hip. Hooray! Hooray!